Are you ready to be better? Not tomorrow, not by the end of COVID, but right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Figure It Out with James Money and Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better and it starts right here. It is time to tackle life's toughest questions. On this week's episode, we interview Hamza Malik, who shares the story behind one of the worst humanitarian crises you may have never heard of. You are listening live from probably a few days ago, ladies and gentlemen, to figure it out with James Monty, myself, Cal Maxwell. We are back this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our show today. We got a really great show planned for you guys. James, how are we doing? We're doing good. I, I, I need I need the NBA to be back. I could not have said it better myself, brother. We're close, though. We're only a few weeks out from the start, guys. One thing that we've really been missing on this show so far is we're huge sports guys and we miss talking sports, but nothing's been going on. Other than golf tournaments, various golf tournaments, which nobody really cares about. Right. Um, yeah, guys, so if you if you haven't uh, paid attention lately, the NBA did officially release their schedule. Um, so we're kind of just thinking right now the first doubleheader has LA versus LA, Braun versus Kawhi, so I just I need that. Mm. And that'll start July thirtieth and that'll go all the way into September to the NBA finals. Yeah. Which you mentioned September. College football, baby. Oh my gosh. And I as much as I love basketball, college football is my number one sport. You know me. Mm-hmm. Um and what's NBA is your number one probably? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And but I mean anything football, basketball, even some baseball. I'll take baseball at this point. Um but that this could be the greatest sports season ever Good. if we have it all. Because yeah. think about back to back to back. It's all going to run together. MLB is going to start in July as well. Everything's just going to be crammed together, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be like it's going to be like binge watching sports. So you so you got let's let's recap here. So we have I think finals conclude sometime in September. Mm-hmm. We will have college football already starting up. Yep. We will have NFL starting up. Yep. We will have MLB somewhere in there. Yep. Um, and then I I know also we'll have. I think in August and September, the PGA and the U.S. Open. And is the Masters still happening? No, nah, I think that might go later into... Okay. We'll see. I don't know about that one yet. But PGA and U.S. Right. Open are both massive majors. Man. So, so it really could be the greatest sports season ever. Combined with all that, but also we've just been deprived for so long. Right. So it might just be us thinking it might be the greatest. But I think it might actually We're might famished. Be. Yeah. To, so. to say it lightly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's going to be a great sports season. Yep. Um, I Who, who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals? I'm, I'm biased, but I'm LeBron all day, every day. I'm hoping the Lakers can figure it out. They're a little older, and to some point, I think a break this long might hinder them, but they're getting J.R. Smith back. So, <laughs> Well, I'll tell Lakers. you what. Honestly, in some ways, people are like, whoever wins this, there's going to be an asterisk next to, next right. to their title because mm-hmm. of everything going on. But in some ways, and I, it was interesting, I was listening to Doc Rivers, um, the coach of the Clippers, um, right? These Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In an interview. And he was saying, honestly, I think whoever wins this one is going to be, should be one of the most respected of all time because of everything they've had to go through to win it, which yeah. was an interesting perspective. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited. I think it's going to be a great season. And I want to give a quick shout out to the NBA for coming up with this long safety procedure over a hundred pages. And they have their own campus in Disney for anything from mental health to just chilling out and relaxing after the games. Like they've really thought this through. Yeah. So I can't wait to see. What Love that our essential workers get that too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't. Anyways, super excited for that. But so back to our show today, we've got our awesome friend Hamza Malik joining us on the show. 
But before we get into that, James, let's do our bottom shelf briefing. Let's do it. I'm not looking forward to this one. Hey, guys, uh, we're, we're struggling. We, we're still figuring out, as you guys figure out as well. So today, while the segment is always and will always be bottom shelf briefing, we, we dove into the middle shelf today. Um, I mean, at some point, we're going to run out of bottom shelves. So yeah. we tried to sprinkle in a couple middle shelves, some name brands that you might recognize and be like, hey, I've drunk that before. I've had a, a blackout to that before. <laughs> so uh, today, we're going tequila, and we have El Himidor. Mm. With the J, so it looks like El Gemador, if for those people out there. Um, hand harvested, 100% de agave. Tequila silver, so it has not been aged that long. For people out there, tequila, if you see like a silver white tequila, it has not been aged as long as a tequila that's brown or dark brown. Mm. That's been aged longer. So, fun fact for the day. Um, this guy, so the, the guy we have right here is a 1.75 liter bottle. So if you think like a 2 liter of Coke or something, this is pretty massive. So this is bigger than a handle even. Um, 40% alcohol, 80 proof. Um, I'll go ahead and say the price for this guy. Keep in mind, we said middle shelf. I found this one from anywhere from about 25 to 28 bucks. And keep in mind, for 2 liters of tequila almost, that's pretty solid for a middle shelf name brand guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you, tequilas, you can get up into the high, high numbers. You yeah. don't want to know. So absolutely. It's definitely a middle shelf name brand. And right. while I'm thinking of it, one thing I think that tequila goes really well with, if we're talking about mixing it with mm-hmm. is grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. I think that, and vodka goes with that as yeah. well. But, um, my sister made me mix drink with that recently with grapefruit juice and tequila. And it was really good. Um, so I guess really any juice it can go with. Um, there's definitely a lot of different drinks you can make. People love tequila shots as well, and that's what we're about to get into. We don't have the salt or the lime, though. And then you know my favorite drink with tequila is? I don't. Margarita. Thank you. Oh. I I love We can just just start back. I I love that part. Yeah. And you know my favorite drink is? Margaritas, baby. God, you're my best friend. I love that. Yeah. So, guys, quick. If you really want to do a margarita lesson, all you need is tequila, lime juice, Simple syrup, it's about it. Simple syrup. You got a mark. So, you want to dive into it? Let's dive into it. Smell okay. test. What, what do we think? Um, oh, God. It does not smell like a good time at all. This one <laughs> probably hits hardest out of anything we've had before. You know, I will say, though, in the past, in my experience, my very limited experience, tequila shots are better than sipping on tequila. Oh, 100%. But tequila is a stimulant. It's really? The only alcohol I think that is a stimulant. Wow. I don't know. Fact check on that. I could be completely wrong. But I think that's it. But it's oh gonna hit tough. Oh lord! It smells like, like a rancid bowling alley. <laughs> wow, that I, smells terrible. I mean, if you're getting your house tequila, it's gonna smell bad. This smells just a step above that. So. All right, so I'll drink to that. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> My eyes are definitely watering. Tastes on that like one. a bowling alley too. Oh man. Oh. Wow, so definitely punches you right out the gate. I mean, really just hits you hard from the start there. Is that the worst one to date so far? I think it probably is in terms of just initial hit. Um, oh. It's lingering too. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys, I've got chills. We're um, not going to edit any of this out because we want you guys to know how long it takes the average Joe to get back to normal after a, a simple shot. Of this. I get, we're probably a little softer than your typical person yeah, though, when it comes to some of these. Yeah, but, sorry. Um, so we, you want to go into the scale? Yeah, so again, guys, we're going to rate these from 1 to 10. 1 being, I mean, Fire Lord O's eyes just going to town on your throat. Mm. So 
really just not good stuff. Tin being beautiful, goes down smooth, you love it, you'd sip on it, put some hair in your chest, you know? Keep in mind, there are way, 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 way worse house tequilas and just tequilas in general out there at bars. Yeah. So if you keep that in mind with the scale, I think we're both going to be pretty low already. I'm I'm trying to keep other tequilas in mind. So for El Himador and for the price, I'll give it a I'll give it a three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. I was going to go four. Okay. Um, I feel better now. I feel kind of warm. Yeah. I don't know what that is. You know, I'd recommend it. I think it's fine. Yeah. But it's definitely, if you like tequila shots, you go for it. But if you do like tequila shots in the regular, probably should get your mental check. Probably should, yeah. For you. Anyways. I think it'd be a solid mixer for Marg's or any yeah. kind of other drink you yeah, make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So El Himador, I was looking up facts on it today. And when you go to a website, like an official website of a sponsor like alcohol related, um, you have to enter in your birth date, right? Month, day, year. Mm-hmm. And this was taking forever to load on my phone. And I wanted to put in my birthday, but and at some point I was just typing in random numbers and I typed in – it loaded August 25th, 1475, um, which if you do the math, that is older than 21, but it, it was not flying with that website. So it, it said, yeah, you need to check out responsibility.whatever. Right. Um, and so it kicked me off that website and I cleared it and went back in and still would not let okay. me on. So And I could see how that would get lost you, in translation. A lot of people could. Yeah. But again, that is over 21. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to them, um, and thank you for uh, for that tequila there. Yeah. All right, so let's get into our nude of the day with our good friend Hamza. Again, if you listened to our show last week, we got to know him through Spirit League of North Carolina, which is a basketball program for teens and young adults with special needs and disabilities that James and I helped co-founded um, back in January 2016, among some other people. And he saw us play at halftime of NC State versus Duke. Really solid guy all around. Um, and it's interesting. So for our new to the day today, we had Jamal slide in the DMs at figure it out underscore podcast. And he said, hey, fellas, can you shed some light on the situation going on in Yemen? I feel like no one is talking about it and the news is not showing it at all. And so I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and Hamza had a story about this crisis that's going on in Yemen and I had no idea about it and I'm so glad he posted it because it is it's absolutely horrific Mm -hmm. um and so I do want to warn our listeners that this is going to be a little bit of a a darker interview just Mm -hmm. because this is um I guess informing you guys on just a terrible situation going on in the Mm -hmm. world all right Hamza thank you so much for calling in my friend how you doing today I'm doing well man appreciate you having me appreciate you having me absolutely really excited to to hear about uh what all you've got going on today so first off Talk to us a little bit about how we got to know each other and kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I am, my name is Hamza and I'm a undergrad at Duke and I got to uh, have the privilege of meeting Cal through Spirit League. And uh, the way Spirit League kind of just came into my life was the, actually was the halftime show that you guys did at Cameron. And so I got to see everything in action and it was just one of those shows where it was like, it was so memorable and just so exciting to see the fact that a league like this was put together. And then from there, my buddy Brian took the initiative of reaching out to Coach Mike and uh, asking if we could volunteer. And the rest is history. Got to come out to the sessions. And I mean, I'm sure some of the listeners are familiar with Spirit League, but um, Spirit League's the special needs basketball league that Cal uh, co-founded with James and Mike and a bunch of them. And it's hard to describe just because of how 
contagious the energies in there. It's just such a good time. And it's definitely been one of the bigger highlights of my like uh, Fridays ever since I've started. Yeah, dude, that's that's great, man. And I can't thank you enough for you guys taking that initiative to come join us at Spirit League. Um, guys, Hamza is a phenomenal coach. He just he fits in so well to the culture there. Like he talked about, I think I think you said it really well. The energy there is contagious. Um, and so just for you to be a part of that really means a lot to us. And we're we're looking forward to the day when we can get back to uh, back to our regular Friday nights in the gym with the kids. Um, but that's exciting. Um, but, you know, it's been great to get to know you and Brian both as well. Um, and so it was interesting. I recently was scrolling through Instagram and just kind of flipping through our in- Instagram stories. And I noticed that you had a post about the humanitarian crisis going on in Yemen. And I had no clue about that. Um, and I think a lot of people don't know about it. It's it's interesting, I think, how um, infrequently it's being reported on. Um, so kind of tell tell us a little bit about how you found out about it. Um, and what exactly is going on there? Yeah, so it's kind of shocking, right, how it's considered to be the worst humanitarian crisis in the world, yet so few people are aware of what's going on and the fact that the country is in such a tough situation. And now, personally for myself, I'm almost in the same boat in that I knew that the country was struggling and I knew that the country was, wasn't very wealthy, was pretty poor. And that people were um, struggling from poverty and hunger and things along those lines. But it wasn't until recently where there was the surge of social media posts as well. And I got to research more into it. And just it's absolutely staggering how bad the situation really is there. Um, Just some numbers. The population of people there is about 30 million people, which is about a tenth the size of the United States. And 20 to 25 million. like far more than half of the people need humanitarian assistance in the form of food, water, sanitation. They don't have access to these most basic things. And it was particularly tough to read about how detrimental it is for the children because there's always this innocence that comes with children that's associated with them. And then for them to be born into these situations where it was um, a stat reported that about half of them before the age of five suffer permanent damage, whether it's brain damage or other kind of um, diseases that they're unable to recover from just as a circumstance of being born in a country that's so impoverished. And with the onset of coronavirus, it's only gotten worse because the hospitals there are just broken. Like the system isn't working vaccines like things that we take for granted in the United States like the polio vaccine the measles vaccine things like that just aren't given to the children and so many are just terribly mal malnourished yeah that's I mean that absolutely is heartbreaking man and like you said just to think about um, you know children going through something like that is completely unimaginable so why do you think it is that we're not hearing a whole lot about that I know we've got a lot going on in our country here Obviously, um, you know, with the issues with coronavirus um, and the racial tensions and just all the horrific things going on here. But why do you think we're still not hearing about it as much? Right. So that's what's something that's bothered me terribly because the Yemen Civil War, the second onset of the Civil War, they've had two um, overthrows of the government within the last decade. But since then, since their capital has been overtaken by a rebel group, um, they've been undergoing this for quite some time. Yet, the United States and uh, people like us are just kind of almost oblivious to what's going on. And 
why is the case. I honestly, I wish I could tell you because there seems to be almost no mass media coverage of the particular crisis in Yemen, which is why it's great to see. um, Because I saw a bunch of posts as well, which encouraged me to look more into it. Social media is one of the more powerful tools that we have at our disposal just to spread a message. And even um, looking at the Black Lives Matter movement now, I think had it not been for just the mass propagation of the George Floyd video, I'm not sure if there would have been as strong of a response because there's always been this understanding that, yeah, there's racism and yeah, Blacks are disproportionately treated worse by society as a whole. It took that video for people to really kind of wake up to all of it. And in the same sense, we know that countries around the world are suffering, yet it takes certain just videos or photos to just kind of wake that up in you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point. Like that video really resonated with people. And I think that in a time when our country in a way was at a standstill, we were able to see something that obviously needs a lot of urgency put behind it in terms of change. Um, So I think that's a great point. Uh, And so I know you talked a little bit about seeing other people post things um, on their stories and things like that as well for you to hear about this crisis. Um, But what is it about this that makes you so passionate? Yeah, so on based off of what I saw, a lot of what I saw was young kids just calling out to their mothers asking just for like, food and you see them to the point where their arms are essentially just bone and having those visuals and just seeing that they are human just like me and it's it really just struck a chord to the point where the next like few days and even up until now it's just been like what can I do and like how can I because I believe that we were put on this planet for a purpose And that purpose, and I believe the quality of your life is based off of the value that you provide to others. So for me to see, I'm not Yemeni, both my parents were born in uh, Pakistan, and um, they came here. But we share a common faith as the people of Yemen. And to see my brothers and sisters in faith going through such awful things, I know that I'll be held accountable if I don't use what God's given me to help them. And I think it's our role to always inspire others, uplift others, and particularly those that can't help themselves. I think it's just our responsibility as citizens of this planet to try to make a positive change. Absolutely. That's great, man. So do you mind talking a little bit about your faith and what that looks like for you, kind of diving into that a little deeper? Yeah, absolutely. And as I get older and I get closer to my faith, I truly begin to understand that Um just God has put us on this planet for a limited amount of time. And what we do with the limited amount of time will be um, what determines our status in the afterlife. And that's a personal belief of mine. I know most monotheistic faiths also uh, believe in the afterlife and understand how temporary this world really is. So just using our time well, using our resources well to be able to help others and provide value to others is really how I want to be able to guide my life. And um, I encourage all, all to do the same as well. Absolutely. I love that, man. And I think I can definitely agree with you on a lot of that. I think we have been put on this earth for a purpose. And it's really encouraging to see someone like you who has such a heart for those in need, um, because it's crazy. When you really think about it, there's that saying of see the need, meet the need. Um, and when you really open your eyes and look around, there are so many different needs across you know, the world, across the country, across our state. 
Um, and there's just so much out there that we can really do to help people. Um, what exactly can we do um, to help the situation in Yemen right now? I know you talked a little bit about you trying to find your um, availability to help as much as possible. What um, can we do and what can our listeners do? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing is obviously first learn about the crisis and be able to tell others about it so that they can come together Same in the similar way that you responded to what I posted. They just creates almost like an exponential growth in the amount of people that know it just based off how many people share these kinds of things. And also our money can definitely go a long way in, um, in these countries. So about it's approximated that about 50 cents can feed a child for a day. And here we are spending like four or $5 on iced coffee and things along those lines. So there's a few um, organizations that I just wanted to mention right now that um, are taking donations and are um, creditable and uh, are providing good assistance in Yemen. So uh, one of these is an organization called Save the Children, and they have a children's relief fund, and they've provided um, excellent life-saving assistance to plenty of kids in Yemen um, there. Additionally, there's another um, NGO. It's called Mona Relief. And they've been able to deliver supplies and medical aid to thousands of families. And finally, there's an app on my phone that I really like, which is uh, it was built by the United Nations and it's part of their uh, world like food bank. And it's called Share the Meal. And it's really easy because you'll just go on and I'm actually I'm doing it as I speak. So you go on and there's just a bunch of different things that you can just give to right away. So you just hit give now. And they'll be like, oh, you can feed a child for a week for $3.50. And then you just give it right there. And boom. I feel like incorporating these kinds of habits and being grateful for what we have and using that to give to others is something that we should try to make a habit in our lives. Awesome, man. I love that. Yeah, so we... One thing we do on our show is we highlight a charity of the month um, and encourage our listeners to donate at least $5. Because like you said, in the grand scheme of things, we I think we take a lot for granted here. And there's a lot that we spend money on that we don't necessarily need. Um, and so $5 is not a whole lot. So we are going to highlight one of these as our charity for the month and encourage our listeners to donate $5. Because as you said, you know, the 50 cents can feed a child for a day. That's I mean, you know, if we get we get a couple people to donate five dollars, that can make a huge impact. Um, so that's that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing those, man. We will definitely plug those as our charity for the month. Um, any other final thoughts that you have um, on this crisis? What we can do to help? Uh, any other facts we need to know? And any kind of final thoughts as we wrap up here? Yeah. So with I, aside from this crisis, I think it's just really important for people to seek out ways that they can help and ways that they can provide value to others and the just the importance of being kind to one another, whether it's just helping an older person cross the street or just helping someone with their bags. It's always the feeling that you get from helping others. And I always talk about this with you and Coach Mike and Brian after Spirit League. It's just like, it's this energy that takes you over that it's just like, nothing can describe it. And it's it's awesome to be able to know that you're, helping someone out and it's almost immeasurable really just how good you can feel through being of value to others. Yeah, that's a great point. And and again, we can't thank you enough, man, for your help with Spirit League. 
um, and just sharing the story of the crisis going on in Yemen. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to get this out and share with our listeners, and we're really excited for them to hear. Um, and while it is a, a depressing topic, um, it's a necessary topic for a lot of people to hear. Um, we forget that is like sometimes the necessary things are not easy. Uh, so this is a, this is one of those moments where it's it's depressing, it's dark, and it may not be a, as a lighthearted show as we usually had put on, but it's a necessary show. Um, so Hamza, we can't thank you enough for for taking your time to to speak on this and speak about your passion behind it. It's really inspirational. We really appreciate you, man, um, and we're looking forward to seeing you soon. I can't wait. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Hamza, and we'll talk soon. Yep. Yes, sir. See you, man. Wow. What a guy. That's that's a really important interview right there. I'm, I'm really thankful that Hamza was able to share all of that with us. We're going to take one of those cherries that he mentioned, Mona Relief, and we're going to put that in our bio on our Instagram page. Um, we really encourage you guys to donate how much? And what would you say $5 is? Guys, it's like two Oyster Rockefeller appetizers at Angus Barn, which really isn't that much. That's not that much. Even for Angus Barn, that's not that much. Right. So we encourage you guys to donate at least $5. You heard from Hamza what $5 can do to help the situation going on in Yemen. Please, please, please check it out. Donate. We'll have that in our Instagram bio. With that being said, James, what do we have on tap for next week? Guys, next week we're going to talk about how to develop a tough spirit. Mm. It's going to be something you need to hear. You mm. need to stay tuned to. So Yeah, I think that's something we can all continue to work on, and I think it's going to be a really relatable show. So we love you guys. We're praying for you. We're thinking about you. And we'll see you next week. Let's figure, figure it out. out. Seriously, no nudes.